you know, we're going to pop in for Mondays. I know we even go How everybody doing? How everybody been doing? I know this time has been crazy. I know drastic. You drive the city bus, so, you know, I hope everything's well. I hope you, you know what I mean? Everything, you're, you're well. Glad to see you on here. Jazz, you're a first line, front line in the <laughs> hospitals. Got both front liners, but you know, you're in the hospital. Yes, yes, I'm glad to hear. Jessica said he's well. Good, good yeah, to hear. Yeah. yeah, so the five minutes is on. Let's get this started. We'll just make drastic. We'll just make it. I'm Ali. Thank yeah. you for, for sharing. I see you. Who? Amelie. Oh, she shared? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. So drastic you up. We appreciate it. Oh, sugar. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Today, you know, we want to just really talk about you know, let's just get the start. The discussion started today. We want to really dis discuss conflict, and you know, are you afraid of conflict? And when you hear the word conflict, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Drastic. You have um. Oh, what's going on, Darrell? What's happening? We thought you was, you know, we thought you was gonna be absent today. Nice to see you. I don't see him yet. Drastic, I don't, your video is not coming up. Oh, there we go. There we go, there hey. we go. Okay, there we go, there we go. Yeah. Darrell, do you want to be a panelist? We could just jump right in. Everything's slow brewing. Whoever whoever joins late, I mean, we'll see what happens. Okay, so Darrell, he's gonna be a panelist. So let's jump right in. So Jasmine says conflict wins as a disagreement between two parties, first through thought. No, first thought. That's her first thought. She said she wrote that wrong. Oh, sorry. First thought. Got it. I guess that's what the asterisk is. Well, I mean, that's automatic. The disagreement. That's what conflict is. What What about y'all two guys? What do y'all see when y'all when y'all think you of conflict? conflict yeah. yeah. I think, I, I think of uh, two or more opposing views. You know what I'm saying? So, if there's a conflict between two people, they have two different perspectives and they're not aligns with one another at the moment, you know what I'm saying? Conflict can be a good thing because it can result in um, getting progress and moving forward and getting ahead, but conflict can also be destructive when it's just for the purpose of being combative or just for the purpose of tearing somebody down, whatever the case may be. So, you know, I, I look, I, I see it as uh, two sides of the same coin. It can be good, it can be bad, depending on, depending so on, you know, the voters behind it. So like me, it's like, so a couple years ago, just bad. The first word I thought I was bad. And now that I'm a little bit wiser and a little bit mature. Um, we can't hear you that good. Can't hear me? No, not that good. All right, hold on real quick. 
Can you hear me now? Yeah, I look good. Just a little better, yeah. All right. So, I mean, long story short, when I think of conflict, I think of good conflict and bad conflict. Okay. Well, one thing when me and me and Jerry was discussing this topic, we were discussing it, and we knew a lot of people when they see conflict, it naturally means that yeah, it is a disagreement, yeah, there's opposing sides, but they normally think that is a negative thing is going to result into something negative, you know. And conflict is just a desire to start discussions and resolve something. And what a lot of people don't know is 85 to 90 percent of people. The conflict is 85 to 90% in your mind. It starts with you. It starts with you believing you already understand the outcome. So if you already feel some way about a person, you already think that they're closed, you already think that they're guarded, you already think negatively about them, you're less inclined to, one, have conflict with them, two, if you do have conflict, you automatically believe it's going to be a negative outcome. Versus when you have conflict with somebody you feel is a little bit more open, a little bit more, you know, a lot clearer, a lot more level-headed, a lot patient, a lot more patient. And I mean, sometimes to some degree agreeable, you're more inclined to have that conflict with that person. So it all starts with what we believe, but we need to start looking at conflict different. We need to start really viewing conflict as our ability to come in and uh, to meet on common ground, to be on the same page. And if we start looking at it as such with our relationships, because obviously we're talking about personal relationships, there's, you know, all kinds of conflicts outside of that. But when it comes to your personal relationships, these are people you chose. So if you start looking at conflicts as conflict as resolution, conflict resolution, you see, that means it's to resolve an issue and you start seeing it in a positive light then you're more inclined to start the discussion because we all know communication is one of the number one keys to a healthy relationship. Without that communication, you're not going to have a healthy relationship. So if you keep conflict to yourself and you still live in that 85, 90% in your head, the conflict never gets resolved and they keep building up. You get what I'm saying? What did y'all, what do y'all think of that? Well, I mean, I, I to, to, to add on to what you're saying about starting your head, it's, it's, it's when you're really defensive as well. So if it starts up in your head, if you already think about having a, having a conversation with someone and you're already thinking about the negative, a negative outcome, you're already, you're, you're already going in on the defense. So that alone is adding to the conflict. And whether you are being honest about it or not, the other person feels it, they see it, and they, at that moment, is not believing that you guys are allies if you have to defend yourself against them. So... Definitely. You know, Aziz made a good point about it all starts with what we think, because if we are going and thinking that way, then how, do, how it, are we going to have a positive outcome if we're already arming my, ourselves with defenses before we even get started? Definitely. So I think that's really important, aside from the fact about conflict and how uncomfortable it is to go against someone. But when you want to get, when you have the, when you guys have the same definition, but not the same path to kind of get there it's necessary for you guys to have that conversation and the conflict is going to arise, but it's all to get you guys to the same place. So. Definitely. Like to say what's going on, Tanya. Welcome. Yeah, I guess I just want to chime in and add to that. Um, what, what I see, what I view, it depends on who the person is that you having the conflict with and what the purpose of the conflict is. You know what I'm saying? Cause you got, you got some people that are in your life not by choice, you know what I'm saying? Like you got that that you might end up having a conflict with. 
like me personally, I enjoy a good debate. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we can hash out different views as long as as long as it's healthy. There's no mudslinging. You know what I'm saying? We're not fighting dirty, but we're just trying to get our point across. Like I'm 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 cool with a good debate. I'm also cool with conflict if I value the relationship of a person. You know what I'm saying? If it's a person that like maybe we got a common goal, but I don't care about the relationship with you, you know what I'm saying? And you're coming on the attack towards me, I might just not even not even acknowledge you. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you argue by yourself. You know what I mean? But whereas a person who, who a relationship with them I value, I might be more willing to, to have a conflict with them. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it's for the purpose of getting a good goal accomplished. I mean, I used to think the same thing. I mean, if, 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 I, if I'm in a supermarket and there's, some, and I, there's a misunderstanding in a supermarket, you know, you may, with a, ran, with a stranger, you, you tend to pick your battles, right? But I realized that, you know, when it comes to like coworkers or people that you don't, that you don't have a personal relationship with, but you have, you're, you're in each other's space from time to time or whatever, I still like to have, I still like to have the conversation and, and work towards the conflict because I want to set boundaries and I want to, I want to let them know that we're not, we're not friends, we're not even cool, but this is what it is. You know what I mean? So I may still indulge in that conversations to make to get on the same page of knowing that this is the boundary between us even though I'm not going to put as much effort as I'm going to put into as if this person was in my personal life but I still want to put enough of an effort to set the boundary and I always think that too like that's not worth my time this is not worth my time but if this, if you're interacting in a space where you see them a little not as often as you see the people that you actually hang out with but you see them often enough it's worth having that conversation well, I feel oh, like, oh, my I feel like you got conflict, you got conflict resolution. What Aziz said, I really feel what he said about conflict resolution. So from my experience, it was like, I never wanted to engage in, in a conversation that was uncomfortable. Sometimes a conflicting or, or a conversation can be, can be uncomfortable. And if it may be uncomfortable at the time, then I didn't want to talk about it. Which, which to you guys' point, you're never going to get anything done or get your points across or move forward. Or move, or move to that common goal if you guys don't you know, see certain points of view and move forward. So I definitely under, so I definitely feel that common resolution piece. What you was going to say, Jurassic? Yeah, I was just going to say, you got, like, sometimes you come across people, in, especially in public, you know what I mean? Every now and then you might come across a miserable person that just wants mm. conflict with you because they're bored with their life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like I, I deal with the public driving the driving the public bus. I might have some, you know, a customer try to talk reckless to me or something. I'll look them right in the eye and not acknowledge them like they're insignificant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you mad? Put a cape on and be Superman. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not gonna get a response from me. You're not gonna control my reaction. You're not you're not gonna control me, basically. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 why I said, you know what I'm saying? It boils down to who is this person? Do I value an interaction with them? You know what I'm saying? Like and, and, and what's the purpose of the conflict? Are you just trying to get an emotional response or are you actually trying to get something positive accomplished? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, when we looking at, when we looking at um, the relationships in general, we're looking at personal relationships. So yeah, obviously everything applies different. I think people spend a lot of time and they mix, like they mix the, 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 the constructs up. So when we're talking about our fellow man, we do have to tolerate our fellow man because we share space with them. So there's a different level of tolerance we have to have for for people we don't know, strangers, things of that nature. But people you bring in your life, 
tolerating them becomes a chore. Tolerating them becomes a negative. You want to actually embrace them. You want to actually allow them to know who you are. And in doing that, conflict is important because you have to have a clear understanding. You both have to have to, you both have to have a clear role in building that relationship. And conflict does that because every, the destination is walking together. The destination is not parallel, it's walking side by side. You get what I'm saying? Parallel can be miles away. You're just walking in the same direction. You wanna walk side by side towards the same destination. So it's important to have conflict, but it's first important to see conflict as something to resolve issues. Now, unresolved conflict is what we're all talking about. Conflict we already, we already tried, we already attempted, we constantly go through, we repeat, and it keeps on being unresolved. Then we got to make different decisions. I mean, different decisions, excuse me. We have to make different decisions on that. But when it comes to conflict in general, we have to start seeing it as a positive. Why are we running from conflict within our personal relationships when it's about resolution? Right. It's about being on the same page. So when you look at when you look at the word, we have to start looking at the word and, and placing value on it in a positive way and look forward to it. If you look at it as a resolution, then you look forward to it. You look forward to having a discussion. You get what I'm saying? So like, yeah, if somebody on the bus walks in, and I mean, I even go one step further and say, if we're not talking about friendship and we're just talking about people walking like on your bus, you're a city employee. You know what I mean? Somebody might come on the bus a little crazy and it's up to you to look at them and say, listen, right now, you know, you're a little crazy right now. I'm talking to you in a certain manner. You might want to engage them and change the way that they interact with you in general. Yeah, so make next time mindful. they see you, mm-hmm. they already know the line of respect they should have for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it is about picking your battles, granted, but you have to be who you have to maintain who you are at all times. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. I just want to ask you a question though, because I I, I complete I agree with uh with your point of view as far as like personal relationships. Mm-hmm. But I want to know what your thoughts on do you believe in rules of engagement? You know what I'm saying? Like, are there do's and don'ts for how you conflict with people definitely. that you're in a personal relationship with? Definitely, definitely there's rules of engagement. That's why you set the stage. Number one, when you enter a personal relationship, y'all have to be like-minded. That's the whole point. It's not about what makes y'all so different. It's about do your differences add to your similarities? Does it help your common goal? So when you actually join a relationship, you want to sit down and how are we going to handle conflict? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How are we going to establish conflict? Of course. If let's give you an example. If um you are a better you're better articulating than the person that you're talking to, but they they have a harder time articulating their point, right? Mm-hmm. You probably allow them to articulate their point first, give them time to articulate their point, get a clear understanding of where they're trying to go, and then you join them because it's your strength. But you don't cater to them. You just have an understanding that they might have to get out what they got to get out first because you have a great understanding of who they are and you signed on a relationship with them and you understand that that's not a strong suit. So that's yeah, a rule of engagement. It's just having an understanding of who you're speaking with. Or how you're speaking to that person. I've been talking about that before. Definitely. There's, there's definitely a certain way. Like I think I said it before, it's how you're going to talk to me and how I'm going to talk to you. You're going to lose me if you talk a certain way to me. You know, like, so I understand, you know what I'm saying, you want to get your point across or you know, whatever the case may be. But how you talk to a person means a lot to me as well. Well, yeah, and I think that when you're meeting people, that's something that you need to be, that's something that you should say right away. Right. Because that would be your rules of engagement. So just know whoever you deal with, whether the friends or any of your personal relationships, um, they have to understand that that's 
something that you need and they have to decide if they can agree or not agree because what you may deem disrespectful or I may deem passionate you know what I mean and you may think my tone is to the left but I'm thinking that I'm just showing that I'm really vested you know so that's something that you have to put you know you have to say in the very beginning I would say this too like you know when I speak to a lot of people and even dating myself I know that when two people are meeting for the first time, whether it's a friendship or a romantic partner or a potential romantic partner, they don't want to deal with conflict in the very beginning mm. because they believe that that's a bad sign. That's a sign that it's not going to work out. And I believe that when you deal with conflict in the beginning, you, you realize that A, the other person is being themselves and being themselves is not... A, you, you guys are not aligned at that moment, but you guys are willing to have the conversation to align back up or allow, or get to that place. So what is your thoughts on what is your thoughts on meeting someone for the first time or meeting someone new? And before you before you move on, I, I just want to address I just want to address something. Um there is there is the emotional aspect of a conflict and then there's the logical aspect of a conflict. So I want y'all to look at this. Emotions, a person that is more emotionally, let's say emotionally immature, right? If you ever been in a relationship with somebody that you would deem emotionally, emotionally immature, they tend to run the whole relationship. So how you speak to them is not necessarily a big factor because they can flip that emotion regardless of what's going on. Is it how you speak to them or what you're talking about? Because when you look at how, when you look at what the people, the people you're the closest with, when you look at that, that person, and the people that you are the closest with, you are the rawest with them. You're sweeter with people that you're not really as cool with. You're very, you're very relaxed. You're very passive. You're very, you know, you can still be direct with those people, but you're not as invested. So you're really more of a politician with them. Versus people that you're actually cool with, you are raw with. You are comfortable saying certain things to them. You are a lot more direct. So... What is, what it, how close, when you say it's how you talk to a person or it's how you address a person, what does that mean with somebody that you're in a relationship with, that knows your intentions, that know who you are? Shouldn't you be as free to say what you have to say because it's all about being honest in that moment and seeing what can come out of that honesty? Yeah, but I mean, so I feel what you're saying about being honest, but there's a certain, but where I'm coming from is there's a certain degree of respect. You can be honest and say what's on your mind but be respectful about it. Tone. You know what I'm saying things like things, in my opinion, things like that go a long way. You can get your point across without being disrespectful. Point blank, period. So you well, think tone, you think to disrespect just deals with tone. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. No, no, no. Passive aggressive no. is disrespect. A so person can be pacifying you. So I'm and using tone as an, So I'm using tone, you know, as an example. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, if we, now we're talking about disrespect, disrespect don't doesn't even deal with tone. It deals with the level of respect you have for a person yeah, is being dismissive. You could not say a thing and just be dismissing somebody. You can just be sitting there nodding your head and being very passive and disregarding. Or shutting, or shutting down and disrespectful. Shutting down and disregarding them. So mm -hmm. there's just too much that goes into when you deal with the relationship just through negative emotion. Like, obviously you're more, you can be less vocal than your partner. If you sign on with a woman that is very passionate, right? And you're more of a passive person. She's going to come off as the aggressor most times. Yeah. But is she aggressive or is she a better communicator than you are? 
So I'm saying lead from your strengths, establish your roles. I'm comfortable knowing I'm with a woman that is a lot more of a, a lot, a lot better of a communicator than I am. I'm very comfortable with that. So therefore I'm following her lead when it comes to that. Mm. I'm not going to now make her this aggressive person because I feel a certain way. I have to check my feelings and actually listen to what she's saying. If it's my, if it's somebody that I'm cool with, my peoples or something, then it's the same thing. Like they, they can be yelling at the time because they're passionate and because we're engaged in something that hit home. But at the same time, it's not the emotion of it. It's more of what, what's, what's being said. Am I trying to get to the destination? Don't lose focus of what we're trying to do. We're trying to find common ground. Bottom line. And intent also plays a role as well. So I think that that's all the things that should be factored in too. And knowing who you're dealing with. Like if Aziz is raising his voice and he's, a, he's passionate about a topic, you know that he's not being disrespectful, right? Because of who he is. So I think knowing who you're dealing with plays a part in how you take in what's being said as well. Definitely. And I see a couple of questions here. So yeah, where are, you, where are you looking at these? On, on the chat or on Facebook? Well, I'll go with Tanya first because she's on okay. the chat. All right. And then I'll do Facebook next. And she's like, how many times do you have the same conversation? I would say, I would say as many times as you're going to have the relationship. Like once you can't get past a topic that means something to you, that's, that's a value, it's going to be hard to, to, get, to stay on the same page. So a relationship ends if you can't find common ground in something that you're very passionate about. I don't care what happens. You can have seven good days. It keeps coming back. The same thing keeps coming back. The same thing keeps coming back. It becomes repetitive. That means you're not, you're not going in the same direction. What's common about that? Yeah. It means you're just passing the time with one another. Mm -hmm. So the key is to, to link up, find common ground, and to be on one accord. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's not... As many times as you're going to have the discussion and want to stay in a relationship, that's how long you have it. Once you see you deem it's, it's not worth it anymore and you shut down and you're like, it's not worth it anymore, nine times out of ten, you're halfway out, one foot out the relationship anyway. You're starting to tolerate the partner or you're starting to tolerate your friend or whatever. So it's, it's based on how real you're being with yourself. And that's how long you're going to have that same discussion. I mean, it's a lifetime friendship. You're going to have similar discussions. But you shouldn't keep repeating yourself. It just shows one person's not taking in information. Because once you agree, number one, you shouldn't move on to the next topic until y'all both have come to an agreement. And whoever doesn't honor that agreement is obviously falling short. So now you're holding them accountable by saying, listen, we just agreed on this. This is both of us. This is both of our ideals. This is both of our beliefs. Once you agree, you're saying we both are going to walk in the same direction with this ideal, this belief in mind. So therefore, you hold them accountable. Now it shouldn't be a long-term discussion of views. It should just be, listen, you said that this was the case. Are you going to continue walking this way or not? Because we're going to have to end this right now. Like you're going to have to, at that point, both people agreed. So you're holding them accountable. This should have been already resolution. So go ahead. So I'll, take the, I, I'll take the, the, the comment to um, Facebook. So Chiri said, how do you know if there is too much conflict in the beginning? Well, you realize that if it's if you believe it's too much, if it's, you know it's too much, it's too much conflict in the, in the beginning if your beliefs don't align. So you guys are arguing or disagreeing about the same thing, but ultimately your beliefs don't. If your beliefs don't align, then you guys are going to continue to argue about the same thing. So when you meet someone new and, and those are the arguments, then and once you identify that 
your beliefs and your beliefs and your principles don't align, then you're probably going to have to make a decision. So I think then that's when you realize that it's too much conflict because you guys are fighting a fight that you guys are never really going to come to a resolution. You guys is never going to come to a resolution. Number so one, I would if, say, to add to what Jerry's saying, Chi, um, if you put two in front of anything, I want you to understand two is an exaggerated word. So once you yeah. put an exaggeration in front of something, nine times out of 10, you lost interest in the relationship to begin with. Because two, how could you have too much conflict? Conflict, again, what we were saying in the beginning is a positive thing. It's to find common ground. So if you actually understand that you're going to have a lifetime of conflict, whether it's external or internal, you're going to have a lifetime of conflict. But when you see it as a good thing, it's to discover something new or to come to common ground. You understand conflict is good. When does it become bad conflict is a whole different understanding. Well, that's what so oh, yeah, when you put two in front of it, I think it's it's a bad conflict. So the relationship is not a relationship you want to stay in because and it, it couldn't be you. It couldn't be the other person. It could just be the chemistry of how y'all, what, what, what y'all interests are and what y'all find important. Because well, it's, it really it's really about chemistry. Yeah. When you meet people, it's about chemistry. And we, we don't have great chemistry with everybody. So therefore, yeah. when we meet those particular people, that we actually want to go through life with is because we have, we bring the best out of each other. We can be, bring the worst out of each other, but nine times out of 10, we're working to be the best with each other. So that should be the goal at all times. Yeah, I agree with that. But go ahead, Jerry, you can go back to what you was, I don't know if you remember, <laughs> cause I cut you off. Oh, you were saying how, um, no, when you start dating. Yeah, because she was, I, I believe she was touching on when I was saying when you meet somebody for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I, I, I've known. I've met some people and we were fighting a fight that we never, we were never going to end up on the, on the same side. So at that point, you realize that you got to kind of cut your losses before it even starts and keep it moving because you know that you guys, no matter how many times you talk about this topic, one person believes one thing, the other person believes another. And because of that, you guys won't have the best relationship. So I think, I mean, like, as you said, two, when you put two in front of something, exa you're exaggerating it, but that's when conflict is, it doesn't make sense for you to keep, you keep having the same conversation because you guys will never be on the same side anyway, especially in the beginning. To, I want y'all to really look at the word too. You're too emotional. Yeah. You're too, you're too angry. Like every time you mention that, you're trying to manipulate to some form of fashion. You're trying to manipulate the person to move the way you want them to move. So it is about, instead of tone, it's about the way you address your message, the way you deliver your message. You have to be clear on your message because yeah. passive aggressive and being pacifying is abuse. Mm -hmm. It's just a clever way of doing it. Or even shutting down. shutting down. Shutting down could be equally as abusive as well. Definitely. When you just don't say anything, like, and you just don't participate and you just don't want to meet me in the middle to even have the conversation, that's an issue as well. So right. Emily, Emily said on Facebook, but sometimes people, she's going back to the tone, <laughs> mm -hmm. but sometimes people think the way your tone is towards them when you are talking to them is disrespectful. Well, yeah, to Darrell, he believes that. So maybe you and Darrell now. <laughs> but the point <laughs> is that... <laughs> yeah, y'all, listen, y'all gonna start coming for me too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of people. A lot of people are raised to think tone. Like, they decide, like, who decides what disrespect is? We try to stay away from spiritual words. We yeah. do and respect universally 
has has power, right? But we try to stay away from spiritual words because your disrespect and my disrespect can be two different things. Mm -hmm. So how you internalize it as disrespect, you're already labeling me disrespectful. Instead of saying, what are you trying to say? What, what, why, are you, why are you raising your voice? Ask questions. Get definitives. Investigate. But once you already say, this is how you like, oh, you already I, closed off sorry. the discussion. You already closed. They already see that the defenses is coming up. Because y'all are two equals. So my voice may be raised, but you still should feel like an equal. Well, I, I see. Yeah, this is I, the I see both of your points, so though. You can, you can disagree. It's okay. I don't know if I mean, it's okay to disagree. Um, this is calm. Yeah. We're talking about but, conflict. It's okay. Yo, but the way I look at it, though, like I, I agree with what you're saying, especially when you're dealing with a personal relationship. You should be able to freely express yourself. However, most of our communication is nonverbal. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Body language, tonality. All of that stuff plays a factor, like, you know what I'm saying? From my experience, I survived New York in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if somebody's coming threatening, that might be taken as disrespect, and I might feel like I got to defend myself because, you know what I'm saying? And you might just be expressing yourself the way you the way you normally do, you know what I mean? But, like, say a person gets to clapping their hands and, you know what I'm saying, aggressively approaching you just because they're passionate about what they say, they might not realize that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, like they're putting themselves in the danger zone unnecessarily. So. I believe that it is important to be able to hold the integrity of you expressing yourself clearly and expressing exactly what you want to say, but there still are rules of engagement. You know what I'm saying? There, there are do's and don'ts. You know what I'm saying? There are, there are certain boundaries that shouldn't have to be, shouldn't have to be identified to just know, like, you don't cross these lines. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm disrespecting you, like, why would I call you stupid because I don't agree with your point of view? Or why would I, you know what I'm saying? Different things like that. Like, there's certain... Rules of engagement that 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 should just be you know obvious and 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 you know what I'm saying it should be obvious that there's there's certain lines that don't be crossed you know. So so here's what I'm trying to say. Okay, like for example, and Jerry Jerry brought this point up. Right, when you meet somebody and you establish you know what I'm saying boundaries, that should be something that is established from day one. So that's Jerry's point. So mm -hmm. from Aziz's point, right? If I'm passionate, you know I'm if I'm yelling or doing what I'm doing. Basically, what I'm trying to trying to find out what you're saying is like I should be able to look past that because of you trying to get your point across. But it was already established that yelling at me is not going to be a way to communicate with me. If that's established from day one, why should I have to take you yelling at me? You know what I'm saying? Like we already said, yo, yelling at me is not a good way to communicate with me. That's established. Okay. But you want to yell anyway? I think that's wrong. I think I, agree with you. Just, I was I was addressing it universally. But yeah, and I was addressing already you. established. I was adding on to what Jerry was saying. So if it's already established what the do's and don'ts are, going back to yes. what you were saying, then yeah, that's the rules of engagement. Okay. So I thought we this already is what I was saying. Engagement is what's established between the two people, two or more people that's involved in the relationships. Okay. That's guaranteed. But if like let's say me and you are interacting and I and you we we meet up and you're like, yo, I don't like to be yelled at. And I'm like, sometimes I get passionate. So I'm gonna yell yeah. at you. See, that's when the dialogue starts. So I'm not signing off as something that I know down the line I'm going to break. So I'm letting you know, listen, I may get passionate because if I'm passionate about something or you're just constantly repeating the same thing over and over, we all been there. You, put, you break up, you break down a whole point, the person repeats their same point. You break down another point, they, break their, they, they repeat their same point. 
So it's like at that point, you're being bullheaded. You are going to label them to let them know, listen, at this point, you're not really following the discussion because I, I, I basically answered your question and you're not adding on to the discussion. You're just repeating the same thing over and over again. Right. Do you see that? No matter how calm you are, that's still frustrating. That still can be frustration. I can find that to be disrespectful. But because I'm in a relationship with you, I'm going to work through it with you. That's what it's about. We're going to establish the grounds live and in color. So at the same time, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make sure we have our guidelines in place. We all know that through the relationship in the beginning, you establish something and then you negotiate something as you go. Like you keep refining the relationship, uh-huh. right? So therefore, you have to have understanding. But I do agree with you. If somebody agrees that yelling at you is not going to get the best out of you and they agree that that's the best way to handle or to discuss things with you, then yeah, I think they should honor that agreement. That's when it comes back to the accountability portion. But when you oh, yeah. say tone and that's it and delivery, I like to hear what the person's saying. Going back to Drastic's point, even if a person's approaching me, clapping their hands, I'm like, why are you clapping your hands? That's why I say ask questions. As they're walking towards you, like, why are you clapping your hands and yelling? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You ask a question, it t- causes them to think. And at that point, if they get they double down on it, then you do know it's ready to be altercation. But if they're like, nah, nah, that's just how I express myself, I'm passionate X, Y, and Z, then you already know they don't mean harm. But you just ask the question. But if I just, they walking towards me and I look at it as a threat, I punch them in the face, then I escalated it. Because they probably wouldn't even have to go there. Why? Because I, I felt threatened. I didn't investigate. Mm. Okay. So that's how a lot of ignorance starts. It's I I supersede everybody else. You're in a relationship to connect, not based on how you feel, but how we merge together. And when you li- when you eliminate the other people or the other parties involved, it hurts the relationship. It's not about you. When you sign on for somebody else, you're saying I'm I'm ready for we. When you sign into a friendship, you're ready for we. You're not ready just to deal with you. So you keep coming from, oh, well, this is how I do things. But there's no more I. There's we. So how do we handle, handle conflict? What's the best way? What's the best practice? It starts going into those ideals. What's the better practice? Yeah, well, what know, in the better practice? Go ahead. Yeah, what in the better practice have to deal with results? You know what I'm saying? Because like you talk about having conversations, having dialogue, coming to an agreement. You know what I'm saying? But going back to, I guess somebody asked the question about, you know, how, how, how many times do you revisit the same situation? Like, you got, sometimes you can have discussions with people where they actually agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're right. That was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that again. But yeah, here we are again. You did that again. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, that's what I'm talking about accountability. I, I, felt, I mean, I felt victim to that. I that's, that. That's the accountability portion. Now it's not even a debate. Is it truly... Is it, is it truly a debate at that point? You get what I'm saying? Like you hold so them that They signed the dotted line and said, this, there's a contract being signed. Once they agreed, they signed the contract. You understand? So now it's about accountability and it's about how that discussion is going to go. So now whoever's holding the other person accountable, they're in the driver's seat. So they got to decide whether they want to maintain that relationship. 
Because if you got to repeat things over and over again, it turns into a toxic relationship and it starts becoming abusive. I agree. And so you got to make decisions based on how you see the longevity of the relationship. Because again, then you will remind them there's two people involved and two people signed this contract. So if you void this contract, you void our relationship. So I can take it a step further. If you are a person who keeps doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So to your point, um, it doesn't, it's more than just I, right, now you become selfish because you mm -hmm. know what the other person doesn't want to do. You know what the other person is not going to tolerate. Like you know what it is, but you continually to do what you want to do. Now, in my opinion, you become selfish. I mean, I would say, I would say that is a selfish approach. That is a selfish approach. And then you start monopolizing the relationship, which is already unhealthy because it's one-sided. But Jerry, go ahead. I, I, you know, I'll cut you off. Do your thing. That was used to being dominant. You reading, Jerry? I'm sorry. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. My um my internet my internet is in and out. Sorry. Okay. Um, but Joe was saying that he doesn't um agree. So Joe said we don't agree, and I asked him what he didn't agree with, and he said the male is used to being dominant, and I believe that my internet was rendering at that point, so I don't I didn't even catch that. So I asked him, you don't agree that male that the male is used to being dominant? What was what was talked about with male dominant? Alpha. Well, I mean, Joe, Joe, do you want to be a panelist? Cause you know, we can have the discussion live, live and in color. I don't mind, you know, engaging. I always want to give that option. Yeah, sure, I just Joe always want to give that option on. just so we could, you know, I know some people- uh, Joe said he wants to come on. Listen and- I'm gonna fall back and, 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 and uh, hear y'all debate this one. I, was I just gave you, I just gave you access, Joe. So you should be popping on soon. This should be interesting. Oh, sure. That's Jasmine, not Joe. Yeah, no, I hit, I hit Joe too. I don't oh. know what happened. I hit Joe and then it went to Jasmine. But That's in the meantime, I went for Joe, huh? Yeah, he disappeared. Oh, yeah. okay. He disappeared. So, I mean, but you know, as we were talking about, you know, tone and everything, I was thinking that. Go ahead. Oh, she froze. Yeah, I don't know what's going on today. Yeah. Go ahead. I can hear you now. Do you, do you hear me? Oh. Yeah, I can hear you now. I was going to say, I was going to say that, you know, sometimes we're raised with all these ideals and, you know, we, we're, we're, we're developing things thinking that even certain things based on what was going on at home. Oh, hey, Joe. And I was, was thinking that, you know, I think men should always have, yeah. I, I was thinking that um, there was always a lot of conflict because I thought that him not being on time or him just being on time was disrespectful. And really, we just had different beliefs when it came to time. He believes that he can get to an event just on time I needed to be there 30 minutes ahead of time. But whenever he wasn't there 30 minutes ahead of time, I thought he was being disrespectful. Was he really being disrespectful? No. I just had a different view and 
we had to meet somewhere in the middle. Well, I wanted to meet somewhere in the middle because I realized I didn't have to be there 30 minutes in advance. And sometimes you, you do when your graduation season are assigned and, you know, recitals. But in other times, it was okay for us to get there right on time. So um, I just want to shed light on that. Like sometimes we have these beliefs of how things should be based on how we were raised, how we socialized. And then it transfers over to, I, so it transfers over when we become adults and we're creating our own personal relationships. Hi, Joe, you're on mute. Joe? Joe, you're on mute. Hi, Joe. now we can hear, oh. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can, yeah, we can hear you now, Joe. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's up? Good, how are you? I'm chilling up in Albany, New York, acting up. Um, well, you know, meeting meet in the middle, meeting in the middle, especially when you're going to an event, is being there early. So I agree with you with the be, being there early. <laughs> I want to be there early. I don't want to sit in the back. I want to sit in the front or in the middle, you know, somewhere where we can meet the people that we want to meet or see the people that we want to see. So I totally agree with you. You know, not dissing any of you guys there, but um, you know, it's just it's just rough. We we're rough when it comes to that. We, we well, all... yeah, but... yeah, yeah, but understand that now you and Jerry would be compatible. Yeah, we would be. That that that's <laughs> that's what we're saying. We're talking about when you're with somebody who doesn't agree with that. So meeting in the middle would be based on we we it's whatever the agreement you decide. So and, and that a half hour early. I might want to be there right on time. She might, we might just say, let's be there 15 minutes early. Yes. That's okay. me in the middle. But because her and I are compatible, doesn't make me, you, or anybody else in the room compatible. Um, I, I, I hear arguments with, with, with all my buddies all the time mm -hmm. about compatibility and what Jerry and I agree with, you might not agree with. Definitely. Nobody in the room might agree with drastic measures. He'd be late. Okay. That's a fact. <laughs> I love him to death, but he'd be late. Okay. And it, it's it's not about being late or being a minute man or being a minute woman. It's about comparably being there in the sense of, hey, I can take a seat. I can relax. And once again, look around the room and see who I want to see. Most males that I know, most males that I know, okay, are just, they're not there with that. They're not there with that. Females, they like to get pretty, they like to do this, that, this, that, this, that, the females that I've been with. And I'm a happily married man, so I'm talking about my wife, mm. okay. Um, you know, she knows. If I say I'm leaving at the quarters for, I'm in my car. I'm getting ready to quarter to four, so she's ready about quarter to four. You know, and you know that's that's the bottom line. That's that's the bottom line for me. So Jerry, thumbs up. Well, and not thumbs down to you guys, because I don't know. You'll have to you'll have to put out the disclaimers. We we with you. We with you. We with you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I never said I was a person that wanted to be late. This is this is a hard this this is this accountable love. This is the love snobs. We we tell okay. them we like to hear it straight. 
never have to apologize for your point of view. We're going to disagree with you sometimes, but you're going to, you know what I mean? We're going to do it as drastic and, and Darrell said, respectfully, you know? But go ahead, Joey, so, respond. So, yeah, so, you know, I, I got that from my dad, who was big on time. And he, again, would be there an hour in advance. Like, he, he believed that being on time showed that you were respectful and that you cared. So when I started to build my own relationship, I realized that I, was, I, I actually picked up on those, on that same, I, I believe the same thing. So with Aziz and I, what the problem was that I was trying to control, it goes beyond the time, right? The time was the start of it, but you realize that it was, it was me trying to control everything. And time happened to be one of those things. So we had to realize that there's certain, there's certain events that, yes, you need to be there an hour in advance so you can get good seats, right? And then there's certain events that you can walk right in because you have a science seating. And then there's events that, you know what, because he wants to get there right on time, I could just meet you there. I'll get there ahead of time, I hold down the seats, and then you can get there. So that's the meeting in the middle. But I had to, but through our conflict, I realized that I had control issues beyond time. So it made me take a, take a step back and, and readjust and say, there's times when we need to get there now in advance. There's times when I get there before you. And there's times when we get there together. But we're gonna, we still have the same goal because he wants a good seat. He wants to see so-and-so at their recital, graduation, whatever, right? He wants to participate. And he understood once I, I, I fell back and stopped being so controlling, he realized that, yeah, we can get there half hour before. You know, and I'm not sitting on the couch harassing him to come on, hurry up, puffing and puffing. Like I'm not that person either. So it goes like, yes, the time thing. I understood why my dad did it, but he also had control issues as well. So Joe, I'm sure you probably have control issues too. Um, even though you come from a good place, and I know that you want the best seat in the house, and you want to interact and do all that, but um, there's other things that probably. That, that that that's triggering that as well. Do you agree, Joe? And I think wait before we go on, that adds to what what she, um, she was saying on on Facebook. on Facebook, right? She said, "Does it cross? Does it ever cross the line when a friend tell when a friend you tell, refuses to tell, to apologize for something that they done wrong during the conflict?" So, like, if if you proved it was wrong, right? So going back to what Jerry was saying, there's a dialogue that needs to be had between everybody involved. That's when it becomes an issue, when there's, there's a conflict, everybody has a discussion, but everybody's agreeing to disagree. Right at that point, when you look at the agreeing to disagree, is it something of value? Is it something that's going to persist? Is it something that's gonna not allow y'all to be aligned when it comes to that area? If you already showed the person that they're wrong through having the discussion, through facts, through instances, through everything else, and then they're still, they shut down, they really don't want to deal with it, they really don't want to apologize for it, I would say, going back to what disrespect is, the relationship is, is fractured. Yeah. Because a person that can't honor, the person that can't honor their wrongs is already showing you that this is a person that is going to be a hard person to be in a relationship with. Because it's all about understanding where we're flawed and understanding where we're strong. Leading with our strengths, being students in our weaknesses. Mm. You get him saying? I got, a, I got oh, yeah. a question based on what you just said. And also, for it's really for Jerry and Joe. Because both of y'all agree that 
You know what I'm saying? Like being on time, being punctual is important. I guess the question is, I guess, well, Jerry already answered it because you said you see things differently now. You don't want to be as controlling and stuff like that. But did you, do y'all basically see it as a person is intentionally being, being disrespectful when they're not, when they don't take punctuality as much as, as you do? Question for, for Jerry, I guess, for, for your past, how you viewed it, and also for Joe. You know what I'm saying? Do you view that as a person intentionally trying to disrespect you? Or do you take into consideration that some people have weaknesses in that area that they're just not punctual individuals and it's not a personal attack against you? Well, if, if Jerry, you don't mind me. You go ahead, Joe, jump in. Well, after, 20, after being married for 20 years to my wife, you know, it's to me, it's selfish. Mm. If, if you know that I'm punctual to, uh, to different events, um, whether it's the movies or graduate, especially graduation, I got seven kids, okay? So I see a whole bunch of graduations. Um, God bless you, seven kids. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Six girls, one boy, the boy being the youngest. Drastic, no. But, um, you know, it, it's it's being disrespectful. I, you know, I want to see my son walking across the, the aisle. Um, there was one instinct where I had to go pick up my mother-in-law and she wasn't ready. And I missed my, my, my daughter's last dance. I, boy, that, that, didn't, that didn't set too well with me, but everybody else was okay with it. Like, oh, you'll see him next time. Listen, I paid, I have three kids dancing. When they were dancing, I paid $25,000, $30,000 a year to watch them dance. I want to be there for every dance they take. But they have. You know, so selfishness is, is is beyond, it's just way beyond, it's, it, it's, it's out there, especially when you're in a relationship for a long time and everybody should be at the same level at, at, at that point in time. Everybody should be at the same level, especially with, with, with when it comes to your, your, your family, when it comes to kids and when it comes even to go watch a play, you know, go watch Cats. You don't want to miss it from the beginning. You know, and you definitely don't want to miss it to the end. I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't go to the bathroom. I just had <laughs> so I wanted to see cats. You know, it's just you know, it's 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 selfish. I'm I'm sorry. That's 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 my point. You know, just you know, me me meeting me halfway, answering your question, Jerry. Okay, meeting me halfway at that point in time. When it comes to the place of, you know, what time we should leave, what time we shouldn't leave, just meet me halfway. You, you, you got her to work at two o'clock. The event isn't until nine o'clock. Start getting ready at six o'clock, not six thirty, seven o'clock. Manage your time because now I'm, I'm dressed. You know, we dress a little faster. <laughs> Men tend to dress a little faster unless they're using the tweezers on their eyebrows, okay? So, you know, I'm dressed, I'm sitting down, and all I'm hearing is, I'll be right down for two hours. You know, you got some things done. Pat. I mean, I, but yeah, so, but I, I, so that's how I used to, that's how I used to look at it too, Joe. Like, I thought it was selfish as well. But I also realized that I had a little bit of selfishness with me too, because I wanted to control everything that was happening. So, 
like I said, I, it, it really goes back to the person. Like I had to really sit back and think, was I, is Aziz a selfish person? And in some cases, there are selfish people that are just going to take their time and not make an effort. And you treat, them, you treat those people accordingly. But in the example of Aziz and myself, I had to take a step back and think, is he a selfish person? And then that, that determined how I dealt with him. And then mm. that determined how, you know, yeah, maybe I was being a little dramatic by being there an hour in advance or, or really clocking the time or doing whatever. It made me self-reflect and think about um, how I wanted to proceed in terms of events with Aziz. Now I could, and, and to make a choice. And so again, you do, take, you do believe that people are being selfish, but I think it all depends on who the person is. I've had friends that are just selfish. Like they just move to their own beat, do whatever. Or I had friends. And those people, huh? Associates. Associates, exactly. And I had people that I were, that I was around that just kind of just, they, they showed up when they showed up, if they even showed up, you know what I mean? And so you treat those people accordingly. So I had to kind of put things in buckets. And really, before I go crazy about time, I had to take a step back and think about who I was going at and is that person malicious, selfish, and they want to see the graduation as much as I do, they may just be running late. You know what I mean? It's not disrespectful. It's not personal. Yeah, like Tanya said, she said she hates being early to things. She doesn't like the wait. That's Aziz. (laughs) She'd rather get there before it starts, depending on the event, like a party. But you know, she doesn't want to be there as soon as it starts. The fun will, you know, the fun has even started yet, hasn't even started yet. So like, it's not like to Jerry's point, she was right about, she was right about like, you see the event you're talking about? Graduation, she was right about that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I had to understand that she was right about what she was saying when it comes to things of that nature because where we're taking pictures, like positioning was very important. You know, you wanted to be there in a place where the positioning needed to be right. You had to take pictures. You didn't have to come all the way off the balcony to go to the front to take pictures. You know, she, it, it was dealing with where we were being placed. So she would say, listen, I'm going to head out there earlier to make sure we get the proper seating. But at the same time, I'm like, I can see your point in the graduation. Let's just communicate. The thing about it is we're getting ready to go to a graduation. Understand that mm-hmm. there are different situations for different times. So our agreement was, let's communicate based on the event we're going to. So she was right about that. Mm -hmm. So what I did was, I'm going to go a half hour early. As long as we're together, we're having a good time anyway. So I can wait a half hour to 45 minutes with her and enjoy the time and still actually get great seats. So I understand the compromise. I understand what makes a relationship work. But then now when you step back, like what Tanya was saying, going to a party, yeah, like, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there half hour, forty five minutes, right on time to 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 to, to get everything started. Yeah. Why? Because I don't like the the build up. Like on the roller coaster, the worst thing for the roller coaster is when I'm going up slowly. <laughs> That's the most. The anticipation is a problem, but it's not about I. So yeah, it might be a problem for me, but I still want to hear her perspective on why we should get to the party on time. And if she gives me a great perspective, I'm there. I'm like, yeah, let's leave. Because she's like, well, you, when you know when you show up, a party could get started. We start parties. So why we wait for it to be people to be there first before, you know, before we get there when we the party started? You're right. 
Yeah, right. And I'll go. But when we talk about compromise, we're just talking about did your wife, let's go on Joe's on Joe's um, reality, did your wife agree to it? Because it's only selfish if she agreed to it. Yeah. If she didn't agree to be on time, it's, oh, your, it's, your, it's your faith versus her faith. Let me, let when me, faith let me, clash, it becomes yeah. an issue. Let me throw the fastball in there. <laughs> we got somewhere to go. We, I, I don't want to include a party because a party you can you can show up later at the party. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But for a week and a half, two weeks, I'll hear, hey, we're leaving at 6.30. We're leaving before 6.30, and here it is, 7, 7.30. You know, my, she's doing makeup. My daughter's doing makeup on her, and they're doing her hair. Meanwhile, she has rested all day, and now we get ready to leave. So, yes, I get, I get proper, proper warning that everything's going to be all right. And then here I am sitting on the couch dressed. I don't want to get a wrinkle on my pants or my shirt or my jacket. And here it is, 730, and we're just leaving. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. You have the right to be because they yeah. agreed to leave on time. Like I said, I love my wife to death. She, you know, at, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, I, I go with the flow. We try to pick up on our little spat and continue going. But still until no. The next, until the next event. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here comes the next event. <laughs> Same thing. We'll be ready for, so I just stopped listening to her. As far as time is concerned, now to compromise, I say, whatever time we get there, we get there. Because I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to argue with you, I don't want to spat with you, and I don't want any of us to get our time ruined while we're at the event. So I just, I, I'm submissive. I, I hold my hand. Joe, Joe, you just negotiated with a terrorist. Yeah, seriously. You can fight for what you want. He agreed. See, in that situation, she agreed to follow your lead. And you let her navigate you, and you're in the driver's seat. And you know where you're going. So she appointed you to drive. She appointed you to lead. And then at that particular time, she took your leadership away. So who's truly the leader? You have to have an understanding. Like she said, OK, you're the person that's punctual. You're the more person that's organized. And she agreed to this every right. event. So at some point, you do have to hold her accountable. You do have to look look in the mirror. All this, I don't want to argue. It's worth yeah. This is your marriage. Like, we, mm. who else you have to argue with? Like, who else? This <laughs> is seven your, kids. <laughs> like, you have your kids. You have, you know, who you have. Who else you have to argue with? But the people close to you. We don't argue with people we don't care about. We people we, care about, we argue with all the time. Don't, don't put the kids in it because the kids, no matter what, are going to be on mommy's side. Well, I mean, yeah, let's leave. It starts, it starts with the head regime. It starts with the parents. So at the end of the day, you got to stop saying I'm being passive and thinking that you're doing her a favor. You're not. It's a detriment to your relationship because it's something you're passionate about, one, two. She agreed to it. So she yeah. should honor that agreement. Right, right. Understand that. Just because we quote unquote say, yo, this is a woman thing. This is, you don't still allow the control to happen when you agree, because when you, you agree with her about something she's strong in, you should follow. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> you agreed. So y'all right. both agreed on something. It should be something that y'all hold dear. It's about accountability. Okay. All right. 
is the framework of a relationship. If you can't hold a person accountable, the relationship is not going to be great and you're going to have a hard time. And then you're going to build years and build years and build years and you're going to spend more time invested in the years than investing in the relationship. Mm. It also breeds resentment too. So Joe, you're start you're gonna start being resentful and you're gonna start shutting down and it's just gonna start a, a vicious cycle of that. So yeah, the, it's as much as we hate to argue, because it's never fun arguing, right? Especially when you argue on the same stuff over and over again. But it's right. worth it to make sure that you guys are on the same page so that you guys when the next event comes around, she already knows that I'm lounging around all day until four o'clock. Four o'clock comes, I'm gonna start getting ready, get my hair done, do whatever, so I could be out the house with Joe. Hey, so is it a, is it a sitting, not sitting on the couch wrinkling his pants? Hey, is it a terrible idea for a compromise in the form of different vehicles? Like he still can be on time and she doesn't have to be. If that's agreed to, yeah, if, if you agree to that, I remember having a conversation with a coworker because she said that she's again like us, Joe. She believes in getting to places early, and he doesn't care about getting to places late. And he has expressed to her that he doesn't care about getting the places on time. So I said, well, why do you have to travel together anyway? And she said, well, then if we take two cars or he takes an Uber, he's going to spend extra money. And I said, yeah, but if he's, not try if, that's if he's not trying to get there on time and you hate being late and you don't want to get to a part, uh, uh, if you don't want to get to an event late, then maybe that's, you guys are going to lose money in the process because you guys are on separate ends of it. But you guys will probably travel separate. Because then you're not arguing about, you guys are not arguing about he's upset because you're rushing him. She's upset because she's late. So the compromise could be that they could go in separate cars. So if you guys talk about it, it's all about communication. It's all about expressing that. It's all about having that talk and then coming up with a decision that makes sense for every, that you guys are okay with so that you can hold each other accountable. So the next event, she's hopping and puffing on the couch. She's like, you can leave. And if she decides not to leave, then she should be sitting on that couch quiet. You mm. see? So that's how that that's how that works. It's about establishing agreements. That's what it's about. Like Jasmine, yeah. like Jasmine said, communication is big. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If both parties, if both parties come to agreement and both parties could adjust their time or both parties could adjust they they what they believe their their personal ideals are versus the group's ideal, then then it becomes a better relationship. Mm -hmm. Everything everybody comes in with their with their own mind frame. But the whole point is to work on one accord. So what's the ultimate goal? Is the ultimate goal being in the same car together because it may be a two-hour drive? Mm -hmm. Is that the ultimate goal, spending time that two hours together? If the ultimate goal is to do that, then that's what the ultimate goal is. So everybody has to work on one accord to accomplish that goal. If the ultimate goal is just getting to the place and getting seats, yeah, then you can go ahead, Joe, get all the seats, and then have everybody else show up when they come. There's and you have to be okay with that. Situate things. That's what's beautiful about relationships. When you when you have communication and when you're open and you're open to merge and really look at what relationships mean, it means relating, coming together. When you have that understanding and don't lose track of that understanding and, and aren't trying to force your views or get everything your way and fit your way, then it's a whole different understanding. But if it's our way and it's best practice, it changes everything and right. it's a beautiful thing. But we all act like, and let's be clear here, we know death, death comes when it comes, but we have time on this earth. We're looking, at, we're looking at time to spend with people we care about. 
So we have to have the patience to build these relationships. We have to have the patience to have discussions. Look at us. We're sitting here talking about showing up to events. That's the biggest thing. And we now look at when it's time to make tough decisions within our relationships. We can't agree on how to show up for each other on time, right? How do we agree on tougher decisions? Like we're having another child. We might have too many children. Do we abort this child? Like how do we now have these discussions that are going to help us in a relationship? Mm-hmm. I'm going to help us coexist because these are small things compared to the big things we're going to encounter. Life, right, right, right. It's small things to the big things we're going to encounter. But like you said, like when you, when, when you and I had conflict on time, it, it, it chipped away at other things, which was control. It chipped away at other things and me being irrational. It, you know what I mean? So there's so many different things that like one thing like time can, can show you within a relationship. So you're right, Aziz. I think it starts a dialogue, but there's so many different other issues that a people, a person in a relationship can deal with, and it really starts with being honest about your thoughts about what's going on, and how you truly feel about what's going on, so that you can have an honest discussion, and not holding it in because all that all that's going to happen is you're going to be resentful, and, and then that's a whole drastic, other conflict. Go ahead, sorry, I thought you was funny. No, go ahead. Go back to Drastic's point. Um, we just did it. We just we just put a post out maybe two days ago, where we was discussing like every personal relationship is personal. So when you say take it personal, that's what we are. We are taking it personal, yeah, because it's personal to us. The point is, are we able to see beyond us? So we take it in personally, yes, and then we express it through our honesty. So honesty is just a tool to lead to the truth. That's it. Because what's honest to you, which which you what's honest doesn't mean it's true. So you wow. can say something that's very honest, but it's not a truthful statement. Yeah. Right? But you say your honesty so it can start the dialogue. The other person will be in conflict. And conflict starts the dialogue. So look at it. When you now take in information, you're using business terms. That's why they say don't take it personal, because it's business. Business is, has a different goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Not to build relationship, but to make money. So that's why they say don't take it personal because we're just trying to get that paper. But a personal relationship is personal. So you take it personal, take it there and there, and show that you're personal by showing up every day, putting in the work every day, and having conflicts like Joe was saying. Don't never say, listen, I'm, I'm done talking, knowing that you're, de- you're on point. Mm-hmm. Best practice is what your goal is every day. Mm-hmm. So showing up on time is your goal. There's hard decisions that need to be made because I have the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal, we all agree that being on time to these events is very important. So we're going to lead through me. No ifs, ands, or buts because we all agreed on it. Now, the conflict starts when we don't agree. So we don't agree, we have the conflict. But once it's resolved and everybody agrees, now we, it's time to hold people accountable. So that's the important piece. So it is personal because anybody we argue with and take the time to really discuss things with, it's personal. Beyond that, when it's not personal, we could care less. Like what you said about the guy walking on the bus. You're not personal with him. Yeah. So it means less. So we got it backwards. We argue more with people that we are personal with. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for the people we don't. So Dr- we Dr- 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 I know that very, very well. 
Huh? Drastic and I know that very, very well. Very, yeah. very well. You put yeah. the passion together. You put the passion first. What's who you personal with, you have conflict with. Once you stop having conflict, you gotta look in the mirror and say, um, I'm done with having conflict, I'm tired. The relationship's probably on its way out. Mm. So you think about it. Once you like, I'm not even gonna argue with this person, you already know the relationship just took a hit. Yeah. Because they should be always a person you're willing to argue or have conflict with to resolve an issue, which goes back to what we talked about before. Conflict needs to start being looked at as the ability to resolve an issue. Unresolved conflict causes the friction. Wow. Two people can't resolve it. Decisions have to be made. And, and to add to what you're saying, Aziz, you know, when you are in a, in a, in a, when you're having a discussion and two people are on separate ends and you're the one being told that you're not being the good friend, the good girlfriend, or the good wife, it's those conversations are never really, they're not easy to hear. They're not easy to sit through, but what you should always remember is the person's taking out the time to have that conversation with you. So they are giving you the opportunity to change your behavior. The minute someone stops talking to you means that they just don't care what you do with, with what you do. And they're moving on with or without you. They're moving on. They're checking out. So when people bring things to your attention, it's not because they want to, again, bash you or they just want to disagree with you or they just want to put you in your place. It's really about letting you know that I'm vested in this relationship. I really want us to connect. I, I, in order for us to connect, we have to have these conversations. And that's why I'm talking to you. Like, I, I, you know, I'm a boss at work. It's, it's the same thing I work. Like, I, you know, you talk to employees and you, you always have, a, I don't know about you guys, but you always have an employee that, I've had employees that you see, they have all the potential in the world, but they're not really living up to their potential. And you, you keep having that conversation with them, keep having, because you really want them to, to, to get to, to, to that full potential. But the minute that you stop talking to that employee, you already know that, you not even you don't even care anymore. Like have whatever potential, wherever you want to be, where you want to be, and I gave up on you and I'm moving on. So those conversations are never easy to hear, especially when you have room room for improvement. But it's necessary because once the person on the other end stops talking, is when you probably lost the person. So drastic. What you think? Yeah, I can't. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing for me to rebut there. <laughs> So we, you know, we, we obviously we have these discussions every Monday at 9 p.m. So we can have adult dialogue. Like it's important to hear different people's point of views, but at the same time, like we, we do this. This is what we do for a living, right? So though we hear people's point of views, we are trying to educate people on how to have healthy and equal relationships. And in doing such, we have to know that we have to start looking at words different, communication, conflict all these negative cliche words people run from. And it's really the things that hold, that, that glue your relationships together. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go 20 years with a passive person. They're going to explode at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Explode at some point. So your relationship, and then you're going to realize your relationship been fake for 20 years. Mm. How do you identify that though? Cause don't you uh, get into situations with some people at times where there is no conflict? You know what I'm saying? You like you're assertive in, in expressing who you are, uh, your honesty. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not biting your tongue. You're letting it be known, and there seems to be no resistance against uh, against that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, then that's you know that it's not healthy. Yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah, that's a red flag. You already know mm-hmm. that. And not saying you have to disagree, but <laughs> where there's no resistance, meaning that they're not even, you're saying these people aren't even expressing why they agree with what you're saying? Yeah. That, that's fake. But I think that's a, a, a the follow-up is, a, is an important component. Absolutely. Mm. There's so many yes mans. Like, let's mm-hmm. be for real. We know the people that don't want conflict, they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I watched them like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I look at them, you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. You're not even listening. Yeah. So you already know the bobbleheads. Yeah. But the point is, you got to decide the relationships you are in. We can talk about 27 other different gang members that's together and all kinds of different organizations that are not healthy, but they're uh-huh. coexisting for years. We could talk about that, but we're talking about your relationships. So when you're talking about your relationships, it's, it's when it comes to personal relationships, it's selfish relationships that you promise to be selfless in. So you pick them. You decide who's in your life. You could not be around somebody because you don't like the way they chew. That's a choice. Don't ever let anybody tell you you're petty for your choices. When it comes to your personal relationships, you should get who you want. But at the same time, you got to understand when you're being irrational. See, there's a difference between me saying you petty. That's a quick word of being, that's me dismissing you versus irrational. I'm explaining why you're being irrational. Just because I chew this way, does it mean that all these other attributes fall at the waistline? You get wow. what I'm saying? So I'm fighting for our relationship. And at the end of the day, you're like chewing supersedes all those things. Relationship's over. One person's out, the relationship's over. So you also gotta understand the whole point of relationship is to relate. But in doing that, there's no way you meet anybody that just agrees with everything you stand. That's a yes sir, man. That, that's a yes sir, well, yeah. yeah. So understand that. I understand that because I've been around people. I have a strong personality. And I've been around people that claim the worst of the ground I walk on. I'm not a fool. I know I'm on borrowed time. And those same people, months later, you just always got something to say. You controlling me. <laughs> they always come out with every all the things. that You're like, wait up. We was cruising just now. So I understand what you mean, but at the end of the day, I moved on to people who are more equal and ready for healthy relationships because they're not afraid to push back. But at the same time, we're not, we're not arguing just for self. We're arguing for us. That's the difference. I don't just want to be right. I want us to do the right thing. Mm. So there's a big difference. I want the right, the right path. That's it. Forget my ego, forget my feelings. I want to be on the same page and walk towards the same destination. Whether I'm right or wrong, I want the best practice. That's my aim. And I believe that should be everybody's aim. You bring the best out of people you're around. Yeah, you're going to be and- a good pastor one day. <laughs> <laughs> you already there. What are you talking what are you- about? You already there. I'm, I'm feeling him. I'm feeling him every Monday at 9 o'clock. Yeah, be here, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying this. I feel it in the heart. Good, good. I'm glad. Feeling the heart, like something. See, God works in mysterious ways. My bedtime is at eight o'clock. I'm 56 years old. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? 
and I'm flicking, I'm flicking through my Facebook, and I see drastic measures. Boy, somebody else in my life that I happen to know personally for years. And this is up. This was up. I like, you know, it's you don't get into conversations these days with anybody like this. Thank you. No, they 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 want to talk negative. They want to talk positive, and they want to talk this and that. And, you know, I let them do what they got to do, and I keep it moving. But I, this, I like this. I like this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you, Joe. We really appreciate having you, and we look forward to seeing you every Monday. Definitely. It's, it's, I mean, it's been a great discussion. I mean, it's about that time. Well, wait, I just want to read Jasmine's comment, and then we it kind of, like, at, you know. Um, encompass. Encompass everything. But Jasmine says, yes. Like as we said prior, 80% of conflict deals with what we already believe before we address the issue. So once we are open and courageous enough to talk about it, issues can be resolved. And as Jerry said, once one issue is resolved, others get chipped away, get chipped away at. So she, that, that resonated with her and it's so true. And we hope that this discussion, you know, the takeaway from this discussion is that everyone starts to look at conflict differently and is not the worst thing, it's not a bad thing at all and that we are communicating healthy and you start that communication you, you start healthy communication by communicating and so you know we're just happy that we are able we were able to have that conversation today um you could check us out we have you know we're on instagram joe you can follow us on instagram you can follow us on facebook um we go live every monday we also have relationship building services as well so you could check out our accountable love page we have an accountable love website accountablelove.com so you can check that out as well we have podcast joe um okay. and anybody else that's out there so we, we we have podcasts on our accountable love page and on spotify google play and itunes so youtube we also have a youtube channel so we're on the radio you know we everywhere yeah iHeartRadio. radio so we're, guys, that you guys are okay that, that's good to know yeah that's so good. you and your wife could listen to some things you and your kids um we have something for every, everybody we have accountable parenting we have, again, like I said, we have content for everyone. So <laughs> just <laughs> check us out. <laughs> Definitely. So thanks, guys. Thanks. We see y'all next up, week. Hold up, real quick, real quick, before you before you bounce, I just want to give a shameless plug to my peoples. You know what I'm saying? I, I finally got a COVID mask that I, that I actually think is comfortable because I hate wearing these masks. Just got this from uh, Yamaguchi. Lark Street in Albany. Lark Street, Lark Street in the house. Could, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people referring to it as the uh the Cuomo mask because Governor Cuomo went into their shop and bought some masks and uh, oh, nice. put, put, put it on the news and everything. So yeah, they got those uh they got those masks at Yamaguchi, Lark Street in Albany, New York. Yeah, big big, right. big, big, big things, big things. All right, y'all. So all right, good night, everybody. God bless your family. Same, time, same place. And God bless America. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. All right, guys.